Paul killed a guy with a sermon, but then props to Paul. He goes around and brings him back from the dead. So, I mean, I mean, props for that, you know? Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We are back again. We didn't have just a one-hit wonder last week, Cole. We are we are back, and we're coming in strong with these next two podcasts. Consistency, man. Yeah, I know. We're, we're going to be talking about the seven core values that cement the stability of our staff. I love them, dude. They're, Listen. They're unique. They're awesome. Um, it, it's so funny. Um, it like We didn't have core values for the longest. We just yeah. had those three questions, which we'll do an entire podcast on that. Yeah, but um, we the, we didn't have core values for the longest, um, and I remember kind of walking the staff through like, why are we just now establishing the core values? And the main reason is because if so, when you start a church or you start an organization, we had to start at a staff. Any core values that would have put on the wall would have been aspirational, not actual. Yeah, and it's not wrong to have values that you aspire to. But I just didn't want to have a bunch of words like integrity and character and determination <laughs> and and you know excellence. I mean, those are Tenacity. by the way. By the way, if those are if, if those are your values, I'm not cracking on them. I'm just saying I, I wanted our values to be unique to us. Yeah. Um, and then and then the the second thing is like core values are so necessary for a staff. I think because it gets us all speaking the same language. Yep. And one of my favorite stories about, um, and it took me years to see this, but I remember the first time, it's like when you see something in the Bible, you can't unsee it. Yep. The whole Tower of Babel thing. And I've heard people talk about that. And and okay, it's it wasn't the brightest spot in human history. Probably <laughs> shouldn't have tried to become like God. But yep. in that story, there's a principle in Genesis eleven six, that is mind blowing. Where um, the Lord came down, and, and this is so. Genesis six starts out with the Lord said, which is pretty amazing. This yeah. is something that God is saying. So if God is saying it, we need to lean in, right? Yeah. He said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Wow. Now, that's what God said. God said if you get a group of people on the same page speaking the same language, nothing will be impossible for them. Isn't that cool? I love that. Now, here's the, I've never heard that before. Here's the other theological thing, though, that's really cool with that, because God confused the languages right there, right? Yeah. Where did God bring the languages back together? Acts Two, when the Holy Spirit wow. fell and they heard the gospel in their own language. So right here in Genesis wow, eleven man, six, it's a prophecy that the church, if they can speak the same language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Isn't that great? Wow. All right. Let's wrap it up and pray. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but like... So you were in the room when I shared the core values with the yeah. staff, and they're completely unique to us. Very unique. So what I love it. Like what went through your mind as the, as we were going through those core values? Lots of numbers to memorize. 
core, our core values are not letters; they're numbers. By the way, That's yeah, why, yeah, and we'll know. we'll get into them. But yep. yeah, I it I just love how it it puts language to the things that we just kind of have become as a group. Yep, um, the things that we uh, aspire to as a staff, I guess, the things that we hold important uh, in a really unique way, and mm-hmm. I I think people are going to want to steal them. Well, you're welcome <laughs> to steal them because I'm sure. Actually, I've never seen these on another staff, but like I'm, I, none if we of, do see them though, we know where the, they came from. 100. I'm fine. Listen, <laughs> listen, steal them, steal them. Let's go through. Yeah, that's them. awesome, man. All right, number one, take us through it. First core value is the number four. Four, number four. Yep. That's the just the number four, um, and this comes from the the Second Corinthians chapter four, which that whole chapter is just a great chapter to read over and over again, especially if you're in ministry. Yeah. But Paul started out in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. And that hit me several years ago, and I let it sink in. God's mercy allows me to have a ministry. Yep. That's it. The only reason I have a ministry is because of God's mercy. Now, I understood that for years. Um, No, 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 let me back up. I knew about that for years. I know it now. Yeah. Because when when you get fired or you do something dumb, and we've all done something dumb, we we can... allow other people to disqualify us. We can disqualify ourselves. We can talk us out of it. But now I understand the only reason I've ever been able to do anything for God is because of his mercy to me. Yeah. And when I understand his mercy to me, that's when his minis- that's when his mercy can flow through me. Yeah. A lot of the reasons um, a lot people in the church can't show ministry or can't show mercy is because they they don't think God's mercy is for them. They think wow. God's mercy is for sinners. God's mer- mercy is for the the bad people, you know, the, yeah. the 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 ones that are smoking beer and drinking cigarettes and <laughs> and all the bad stuff. And they don't understand if it <laughs> wasn't doing alcohol. Yeah, yeah. If, and if they if it wasn't for God's mercy, we wouldn't be able to stand. And what this value does for us, Cole, is it it does. I can't look down on anybody in our church. Yeah, you were talking about this at our staff meeting on Monday. Yeah, I can't look down on but like every. Uh, every week, every week in our first-timers area, and for those that are unfamiliar with how we do church, we we have a first-timers area where I get to go on Sundays, and I get the privilege of kind of meeting our first-timers. I get a, somebody comes up to me and tells me how long it's been, like how long they've been clean. Yeah, I've been clean, and I've heard 10 years, and I've heard, I asked a lady one time, within the past two months, when's the last time you had a drink? And she said, four hours ago. Wow. And I said, you made it four hours. You've been four hours. This is awesome. And we celebrate that. Yeah. Instead of instead of me thinking, well, uh, uh, I had that, but I overcame it because I'm pretty awesome. No, <laughs> I, like on the basic human level, I suck in every area of my life. And, yeah. and so at the end of the day, if it wasn't for God's mercy, we don't have a ministry. So four takes us back to 2 Corinthians 4.1. Yeah. I use this for the, have you ever heard the term EGR? Yes. Extra grace required. Yes. Yes. Kids in our student ministry, they're a little bit mm-hmm. different. And I just this helps me remind myself like I'm not I'm not cooler, I'm not better, I'm not you know what I mean? Right. Like it's only because of God's mercy that these people even show up, you know, to hear us and mm-hmm. 
I love it, man. You want to move on to number two? Or no, you, I, I want to say this. You want to keep going. All of us have people in our church, um, if you're a leader, that when you see them coming, you you want to um, you want to <laughs> jump in the bathroom. Uh, some have even considered maybe faking a heart attack or a stroke uh, because you just don't because the con- you just know where the conversation is going to go and it's like ah, uh. but it's in those it's moments hard, you got to lean into that number four and be like you know what thank thank God and, and by the way if you don't have those people in your church you are that person in your church because <laughs> every church it's has so them. true it is it is true it's true so that that's that kind of helps us navigate some of those difficult conversations sometimes I love it. All right, now you want to move on to number two now? Yep. The, awesome. Number two is 122. 122. 122. So core value number one is four. four. Core value number two is 122. And this comes from Psalm 122.1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And for me, th- this is the core value of gratitude. Mm. Like I pull into the parking lot every Sunday morning and I pull in in such a way where I can see the front of our church and I can see that second chance sign. And every time I see it, no matter what I'm doing, and just in my heart and in my mind, I say, thank you, God, for letting me get to do this yeah. again. Because I, I never thought, like, I'm I'm truly thankful when I walk in the doors. I'm truly thankful that, you know, we, we, we did church for a year, over a year without music. Wow. And so now every time the band's on stage, like I, I sit in every run through and I sit in the music in every service because I'm like, I've got some I got some music time to make up for, you know, They're I'm awesome. Man. I'm thankful that we have like uh, I'm thankful for this building. I'm thankful for the team that we have. I'm thankful for the people that show up like and I just want that to be a like because if we're not thankful, then we become entitled. Yeah. And entitled people are some of the most difficult people to work with or work for. And yeah. I, I never want you guys working for me if if I become entitled. I mean, I want to get confronted on that quick. So, um, gratitude is gratitude is huge, especially it's so important, man. Well, because at the end of the day, especially if you're on a church staff, you're getting paid right now to do somebody's dream job. Like there are people I'm in this world. There are people in this world that what you're doing is their dream job. Wow, and, I never thought of that. And it 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 should make our hearts be filled with with gratitude. Yeah, you know, you and I both really are on our you know second chance in in ministry. And so for me, I'm like you. I'm like I'm glad people showed up. I'm <laughs> glad people showed up. I'm I know, glad they're but... listening. Somebody said Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think gratitude... I gave them five bucks before the service to say Amen in that spot, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta take one for the team. Sometimes you gotta plant an Amener in there. You gotta plant that question. You know what I'm saying? I think I think gratitude is lacking in our society, and sometimes I wonder if this is part of the reason that people are so anxious and depressed. And because I don't think we actually do a great job of like pausing and being like, "Oh, this is what I have, and it's really good." So for me, Cole, it's, this is very personal. Um, about once or twice a week, I just get super overwhelmed because where I have my quiet time, it's Shannon and I have a. I call it a frog, a free room above the garage. <laughs> and and it's kind of like my office, and I've got a table up there where I just sit. And about once or twice a week, it'll, it'll just hit me. I live in a house. Mm. And the reason that gets me is because, and I was talking to Heidi about this the other day, um, I remember my dad got arrested 
for selling drugs and he got taken away in a cop car and a month later I don't have a home to live in. Mm. And I'm like, I live in a house. And I start thinking, Shannon and I have cars in the driveway that, that, that work. Like we, we're going to crank them up and they're going to start. And, and like I have a climate, like we have food in our refrigerator and it's, it's those things that we, we take for granted, Yeah, you know? And, and then if, if you have a hard time just putting your mind around that, just hop on, I'm going on, go on a mission trip and it'll, it's a, it's a very, I'm, I'm totally off. I'm totally off right now, but it's, it's gratitude is, you're right. Well, I think one of the reasons we have so much anxiety and depression is we're focused on all these things that we don't have that we, we think have. would make us happy. Yeah. And when I get thankful, that, I'll be happy. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh my God, are you serious? You have, you have bottled water in your refrigerator. Do you know there are people in Kenya that hike for five miles to get a bucket full of dirty water? I've been there. I've seen it. Yeah. And you've got it. That's liquid gold. Yeah. And you bought it on sale. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. A little off track there, but. I mean, I can keep going too. Well, that's my podcast. I feel good about it. (laughs) Let's go to number three. Number three. Number three is 1%. 1%. And 1%. I picked this up. So. You read the book by James Clear, Atomic Habits, didn't you? So good, man. Okay, let Everybody me, has to read this book. Let me And let me let you in on a little secret with this book. I was late to the party um, on purpose. I think you read it before me. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, so it sold like 10 million copies. Yeah. By the way, his marketing plan behind that book is genius. I forgot what podcast I listened to. Oh, my gosh, what podcast was that? He was interviewed on – anyway, doesn't matter. Um, I was late to the party because everybody was talking about how good the book was. And I was like, okay, it's, there's also like a million like habit books out there. And And so finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, oh, you know what got me? What? I I was listening to Craig Rochelle and Dave Ramsey on a podcast and they both said, we thought we were, you know, we thought everybody was going crazy with that book and we thought, eh, and then we read it and I went, okay, if, if Craig and Dave can said that about the book. I need to probably read it t- two or three times. Yeah, Craig Show having him on his podcast is what got me to read it. In the oh, first really? Place. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know Craig had him on the podcast. So good, man. That's go awesome. I need to go listen to that. So good. Okay. Hey, yeah. If you're not listening to Craig Rochelle's leadership podcast, it's way better than this one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he he talked about the there's a there's a whole chapter on one percent doing one percent better, just getting one percent better. Yep. And it and it caused me to think about that legendary story with Truett Cathy at Chick-fil-A when, so Chick-fil-A was, um, years ago, they weren't as popular as they are now. In fact, there was a time where you could only get Chick-fil-A in the mall. There, really? Yeah. The mall was the thing. Like there were no freestanding Chick-fil-A's. Wow. Yeah. It's the world's different, man. And so true. And then they started doing some freestanding units. Well, there was this, there was this chain of restaurants called Boston market and, uh, it wasn't bad, but Boston market came out and they expanded so fast. They built a bunch of restaurants and they were Chick-fil-A's main competitor. And so Chick-fil-A, um, their leadership is in a meeting, and they were talking about how to get bigger and true at Kathy. And I've, I've actually know this story. I've confirmed it with several sources. One who was actually in the room said true at Kathy slams his hand down on the table and says, guys, we're, we're not, so we're not going to focus on getting bigger. We're going to focus on getting better because if we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. Mm-hmm. 
And so that 1% for our staff is like, what can you do in your personal life or your area of ministry that's going to get you or your area of ministry 1% better? Yeah. That's a that's a huge thing. And think about uh, the passage of Scripture that we have associated with this is when the Apostle Paul, which if anybody had it down, he is the Apostle it. Paul. I mean, the guy... I always laugh. People miss this. Paul, I don't think Paul was a very interesting preacher. I think he was a better writer. I don't think he was an interesting preacher because if people he was an interesting... about him. Well, if he was an interesting preacher, then why'd the guy fall asleep and fall out of the window and die? Like, I've preached some bad sermons, but I've never killed anybody with one. So Paul killed a guy with a sermon, but then, props to Paul, he goes around and brings him back from the dead. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, was, props for that, you know? That's a good illustration. But so the, But the Apostle Paul had it like going on, right? I yeah. mean, he had, and, and then he says in Philippians 3.12, he said, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or have already reached perfection, but I press on. I remember seeing that one time going, wait, if anybody could have taken their foot off the gas, it was Paul, but he said, I'm pressing on. So for me personally, I need to press on in my personal leadership because that's going to make me a better leader. I think it's going to make our church a better church. And that's the challenge I gave to you guys. And the, the example I gave is, um, and this is kind of funny, we'll end with this. I want to write another book. I, I, in fact, I got like two or three book ideas in me. And so I sat down, I think I told you guys this story. I sat down to write a book about three or four weeks ago. And Cole, I love to write. Like yeah. writing is fun for me. Like it really is therapy. And I wrote about seven to 10,000 words. Um, and it was, it, it literally is the most awful thing I've ever written in my life. It's 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 like it's like taking a dump on a piece of paper. That's that's what happened. It's it's gross. It's always it's, so frustrating. And but I just kept writing, thinking it's going to get better, and it didn't. It got worse. It's <laughs> it's like getting stuck in the mud, and you think if I just hit the gas, eventually I'll come out. I'll come out of this, and before you know it, you're in the middle of the earth, um, <laughs> burning alive. So. I, I just was like, this is horrible. But then on the flip side, I got this idea. I wonder, I should just start doing like a text devotional. You know, those text services. Yep. Simple. Um, yeah, just simple. You know, you, you're kind of limited in what you could say. And so I did it and I announced to the church, hey, if y'all want a, a daily devotional texted to your phone, I'm going to write it and you can have it texted to your phone. And, and now we got like 3,000 people signed up and it's kind of taken our budget in a little bit different direction, but that's fine. We can we can adjust. You could compile um, all those into a book. Someday. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned Cole. I actually did that this morning. I put wow. all of them in a Word document. Um, but I came back to, you know what? God was showing me it's not time to write a book yet. You know, I'm not asking you to write a book, but that 1% is writing that text devotional for our church every mm -hmm. single day. And you know what that's doing? It's given me that love and that passion and that skill for writing again. Wow. And so because of that, I'm able to that's that's one of those I'm applying right now. And it's helping I love me out. It, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so those are our first three core values. And we're gonna split this into two parts. Correct? We are. So the next podcast will be on the the remaining four. But to review, core value number one is four. Core number value number two is one twenty two. Core value number three is one percent. And that's it for this week on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. Whoa, 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 whoa.